Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thewafflepress and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash thewafflepress. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is Gina Versa. Hey, how you doing? It's good to be back. After yeah. Long absence. Uh, I'm very glad to have you back. We were talking about it because uh, we, we saw each other. We were, we were texting back and forth and it felt like a long time coming. And yeah. it's, it's very good to have you back, my friend. Yeah. So I was making a short film movie. It was, it was, uh, it was like a black hole, a good black hole in my life. <laughs> So. We we will be highlighting that eventually once it's released. And yep. uh, another long absence, Brandon Swafford, my a good friend. Welcome back to the show. It's been like two years. Oh, well, I was there in December. Oh, yeah. that's right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's still been a long time. You weren't there. You no, I was. I haven't yeah, I, podcasted with you in two years. Uh, that that exactly. So yeah. it's been a while between you and me. Uh, <laughs> On your left, happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me back. Uh, it's Thank been you for being on. not just from here, but also on the internet for me. Uh, the things have been good. I've uh, been, as a lot of you guys may know, I, I stopped making trailer mashups on YouTube. And uh, the reason why is because I, I got a job at Disney. I'm working at Disney TV Animation. So, and that's going pretty well. Um, digital production coordinator and uh, and I'm happy to be doing it and happy I lived to see Avengers Endgame. Because <laughs> that was a fear. I was like, what if I die before I see this? Movie? <laughs> but yeah. uh, I can die now and I get to talk to you guys. But before I do, I want to talk to you guys about this movie. And thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank you for being on, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then finally, we have Andrew Salazar back. How are you, my man? I am very good. It's been a very uh, exhausting week. I am uh, graduating from college very soon. And I had to squeeze in uh, Endgame somehow. So I literally <laughs> saw it. It was literally one of those things where like, I went right after class. And class mm-hmm. ended like at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I saw the movie late. But the theater was still like, it was still really, really busy. Oh, and by the time it was over, yeah, it was 4 a.m. when my screening was done. And I had class in a test at 10 in the morning that same day. No, so, you did and, not. You know, like, oh. Yeah. And of course, when I got home, I didn't sleep because I was thinking about the movie. And I was like, how can I sleep? I have all these thoughts. And <laughs> yep. yep. I probably slept for two hours, went to go, uh, went to class. Then try to see the movie again the same day, but like I kid you not, um, I was in Hollywood mm-hmm. and like trying to look up, trying to get decent seats because I had seen the movie. I wasn't down for sitting for sitting somewhere where I wasn't happy. It was yeah. it was hard, and I and I didn't end up seeing it. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just go rest because that's what I need right now. <laughs> uh, so it's been a, a hectic few days, but you know I'm, I'm excited to be here uh, because I know a lot of us. Probably have a lot of different things to say about this movie, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's something like I high key appreciate, and I don't think uh, I can say this for 
something else that's this monumental, if that makes any sense. But we'll get into that. But man, two four a.m. I I got out at two a.m. and I work at nine, and I was complaining. I, I can't complain anymore. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for you. <laughs> I couldn't even tell it was four. I was like, really? I was like, damn. Okay. Up to this point, what are all of our thoughts on the MCU, uh, Brandon? You 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 haven't been able to give a lot of thoughts on anything lately, so I want to start oh. off with you. Yeah. Thoughts on the MCU, uh, and I want, if we all can, everyone on the panel to give their own personal rankings from least favorite to favorite in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But let's run it down really fast. So quick thoughts and then quick rankings. Uh, I'm very thankful for this franchise. I'm very thankful for this saga. It's a beautiful thing. I grew up with these characters and, and I remember seeing Iron Man in 2008 with my dad in the theater and that, that was a great movie. At the time we were all waiting for The Dark Knight to come out. <laughs> and But I, I remember the end credit scene. I remember being in the theater where Nick Fury comes out and says, I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative and we're all looking at each other like, that would be neat. And then an incredible Hulk when Robert Downey Jr. comes at the end, he's like, we're putting together a team. And I was thinking, oh, you know, I don't know if that could ever happen. <laughs> we're we're going to get a Justice League movie before that. But look at th- this is, this is an extraordinary thing. And, uh, and the development that's been into these characters, the variety of them, um, the different worlds they go into. Uh, I adore these movies. I mean, some I like more than others. Uh, mm-hmm. um, my least favorite, starting with um, Thor The Dark World. Uh, <laughs> uh, Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2. Captain Marvel. Captain America The First Avenger. Ant-Man The Wasp. Iron Man 3. Ultron. Doctor Strange. Thor. Ant-Man. Iron Man. Black Panther. Spider-Man Homecoming, The First Guardians, Winter Soldier, Guardians 2, Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Thor 3, and Infinity War, Endgame. So Endgame's your favorite. Endgame, or Infinity War is my favorite. Okay. I have to see Endgame again. Right. I, I'm trying to go see it Wednesday night again, because I... Because I've seen Infinity War like nine, ten times maybe. I'm not bored of it yet. Yeah, it's a, it has some rewatchability to it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's considered. So as of right now, Endgame or Infinity War are my favorite, but I'll, I'll have to sit with Endgame a lot longer. But, but Endgame was a, was a dream come true. It was, All right. Uh, Gene, go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, I certainly am a very big fan of the MCU. I'm a big Marvel fan. As a kid, I think, you know, grew up with both Marvel and DC. But uh, Marvel was my first love, so it uh, was cool to see these characters on screen. Um, I don't think I saw the first Iron Man in theaters. For some oh, reason. really? Yeah, for some reason. I don't know why. But, you know, Iron Man 2 and the Hulk got me into the, and it's great to see the... Uh, universe grow i mean you know there's some things to critique it for but you know there isn't like a bad movie in the bunch i mean there's movies where it's like i don't want to see that movie yeah there's movies that are okay but yeah none of them are bad right like i I wouldn't i don't like thor the dark world but i wouldn't call it like a bad movie i would just Uh, i agree agree. it's not yeah and just the strengths of some of these films um uh, like Winter Soldier and Ragnarok are just, you know, they outweigh 
like anything negative about the film so i'm really yeah. happy but um yeah uh, my least favorite it's still thor the dark world diego knows us oh, man. Yeah. that man <laughs> yeah that that movie man that's uh i don't know what happened like how they got the director of game of thrones to make such a boring movie well, he that's... also directed terminator genesis yeah. yeah that explains some stuff yeah i feel like that one's on the director <laughs> yeah yes yeah, yeah. How how he how he directed something so boring. Yeah, I guess he's just untalented. But yeah, that's at the bottom. Um, I would go with Iron Man two. After that, mm-hmm. it's it's meh. You know, it's not bad, but it's a, um, Incredible Hulk is after that because it's just so forgettable. It's kind of bland. It's the redhead stepchild of. Dan. Yeah, it's not talked about. Um, and then Ant Man and the Wasp because I don't like it too much to be honest. <laughs> Um, the first Thor, I would rank pretty low. Ant Man, Doctor Strange. Oh, wow. yeah. I mean, it was good, goodish. Um, the uh, Civil War, which hasn't aged too well for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't say I dislike it, but it's whatever. Um, Iron Man, and then Homecoming, Avengers. Um, the first Avenger, and then it would be, I guess my uh, my top would be at the bottom. My top is Age of Ultron. Okay. Guardians two. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy one. Mm. Or excuse me, let's have uh, Infinity War there. Then Endgame. Then Black Panther. And still, my top favorite is the Winter Soldier. Very cool. Wow. Solid list. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew, you good to go? So, I too uh, have seen every more movie in the theater since 2008. It's kind of crazy because um, I never thought, like, watching Iron Man back then, that I was going to, like, that we would be here today. And yeah, I'm grateful. And I'm like, all those things, like, I'm not putting those things down. Like, that's definitely what I feel. But I want to highlight specifically that, like, I feel more. this is a little bit more special to me because, like, I've grown up my entire life hearing people older than me say, when I saw this in so-and-so year, it was, you know, it was a landmark. You know, when I saw uh, Star Wars in the 77, when I saw Jaws, etc. I've grown up all my life hearing people tell me that. And I really do feel like this is like this is our thing right now. Yeah. So like whenever we're talking to people, let's say I don't want to say our kids because that's something corny that people are saying, but it's true. It, uh, it, yeah, or, it's true. It's you know, true. or talking to anyone younger than us in the future, this is gonna be like when I saw Endgame, yeah. or when I saw this one, or this one, or this one. But I think it's a little bit more special for this movie specifically because it is an ending Mm -hmm. it does feel like something of our generation and i don't think watching the movie i don't think we're gonna get a movie like this anytime soon and i'm not saying that uh there's not gonna be movies that are good like this or something but this is just such a monumental ending to something that's been going on for such a long time Mm -hmm. where i don't see it happening anytime soon if at all yeah me either yeah, I would I would say even from the um, 
Yeah, I would agree with you, dude. Because even from like the MCU standpoint, the next couple films are, I believe, they're not really going to be too inter- interconnected. Yeah, they're yeah. like really small, or like they're not, they're not small, but they're like very much their own thing. Yeah, I think they're still going to have that connection, but they're not going to. I don't know if they're going to build up to another thing like an Avengers Endgame or Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Feige's like, no, no. Honestly, I don't know if they want, I, I, I don't know how they can top it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, unless like they have the, I mean, the X-Men Fantastic Four uh, secret wars, they could, maybe they could build up to that, but let's, yeah. But even then, we'll off on that discussion for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That would be like 10 years of, not even more than 10 years, I think, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe, but that's like that's like a dream thought right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I really do. Yeah, I really do feel like I grew with these characters, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people can say that. And I think that's I think that so many people can say that about something about movies in general. I think is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, there's be another big, another big like like thing to come along, and I and if that's I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not like a superhero movie, etc. But like right now, that's what it is, and I think we should probably like like treasure it for what it is, but also at the same time, you know, not take it for granted. But like you know, it's a thing. Like I'm very watching the movie. I was very satisfied saying, you know what, this is the end mm-hmm. of this. Like I'm happy there's an end because yeah. all the things must come to an end, one more or less. Because you know, you don't want we don't want to be seeing these uh, actors and playing these characters for a long time where they don't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Or like they're phoning it in. Or even like, like, or even recasting it too. Yeah. That, I think that was a serious mistake. Hell no. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to say anything, but I, I I don't want to say anything. You don't want like (laughs) a diehard Bruce Willis right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anytime soon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah like... uh, but Andrew why, why don't you go ahead and give us your rankings I've always found it really hard to rank 22 movies because, but they're kind of similar to you that, like to yours obviously mm-hmm. um, because it's really hard to rank 22 movies when you don't think that any of them are like really really bad yeah they're just like the bottom night, you know? yeah <laughs> the mm-hmm. bottom is like okay like by themselves, like I, like like what Gene said, I don't want to watch that movie sometimes. But you know what? I don't think it's like a really bad movie. Like there's some mm-hmm. redeeming qualities for sure, but I just don't think I want to watch it right now. So those for me would probably be like obviously Iron Man two. Even though like I think it's a good movie. Iron Man two, yeah. Because I used to watch that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah like... I used to watch it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I like stuff. There's a lot of stuff I like about it. Mm-hmm. But it's not mm-hmm. one that I've wanted to see again. Yeah, so, the, like you know, Hulk, uh, the Dark World, probably like Iron Man Two. Even though I think Iron Man Two is better than those two movies, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know why. But when uh, the first Doctor Strange movie came out, I really liked it, but I haven't like been wanting to see it again. Yeah. Even though I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Um. And this might this might seem odd, but like above all those, I put like Ant Man. 
the first one. Nah, that's not I, odd. Like, uh, like, I'm pretty, I'll admit it, I'm biased. I love Paul Rudd. Me I stand too. Rudd. Yeah. That movie, I stand like Adam McKay with the little things he did with that script. Um, mm-hmm. I really like it, even though it's not perfect. There's some things no. that would not go with it. Yeah. Imagine if uh, Adam McKay got a direct thought. That'd be great. Uh, he will one day, but like, sure enough, it's coming. I think so. Yeah. I don't know why. And I know, like, Diego's going to hate me for it. <laughs> but I would also put uh, like, the first Avenger in this, like, category. Because <laughs> even though I think it's, like, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, it's a good movie. It's, it's actually, like, pretty good. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to love from it. But I've yeah. never seen that movie, like, on my way back from Comic-Con that year. And yeah. I don't know why, but there was just something that I felt that I wanted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it was good. It was good. It's good. It's a good, good, good film. Good film. Good cinema. <laughs> the score is amazing. Oh yeah, Sylvester oh, yeah. does like his best work there. He's the best. Yeah, so some good themes. But then, yeah, going into the higher films, I would probably put. It's a little unfair, in my opinion, to rank like, like the the Avengers films, some of them, because they do feel like massive team ups that are like trying to juggle different things that, let's say, uh, Black Panther's trying to juggle. You know, because they're, they're trying to do different things and they're like, it's just a different scale. Mm-hmm. So I would probably put those uh, probably next, maybe with Infinity War, even though I, I like it a lot and it, I I will defend that movie. But I'm, yeah. I'm down from a personal story, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So up the list, you would get like your Iron Man 3s, Thor's really good, the first one. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, no, no. Guardians, yeah, both Guardians movies, even though I will I, I will defend and I will say that two is better than one. Fuck yeah, it is. One is really good. Yeah. I like it better. I don't know if it is better. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> uh, There's a difference. You know, I would put, uh, even though it's not my favorite, of the Avengers movies, Ultron is good. Yes. There are yep. some things about it that I don't like, that don't work for me necessarily, but mm-hmm. it is a good movie. And oddly enough, I didn't think I would be saying this, but I'm happy that I can say it after watching Endgame. Uh, there's a lot that, like, I want to... Watching Endgame made me want to go back and rewatch that movie, which is... I didn't think I would be saying that. But I was like, wow, like, maybe... Because there's, like, there's lines of dialogue that we'll get into probably, but... Uh, right. It feels kind of rewarding in some in some places of that film, and then uh, of course the first Avengers movie to me is like super special. Having I think I saw that movie four times opening. Week. Nice, <laughs> yeah, me too. But th- that was the Avengers like was really like my bee's knees. Oh, I can't I can't even describe it enough. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a special time in cinema. Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, both uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, top five. Black Panther, top five. Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, I thought was really good and really strong for uh, our first outing. Uh, All right. (laughs) Uh, I I think, yeah, Captain Marvel, dude. Great. (laughs) Really strong. Unlike you guys, I really like Ant Man the Wasp. Oh, right. I really like that movie. I um, like it. It's the, the best. 
not definitely not the top. I understand. Part. I completely understand. But I think what drives it home for me is like the father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like a sucker for those two. Oh my god, I can't go. <laughs> I think I think I've said all. Of, I don't know where to put Endgame. Honestly, it's. Yeah, you I could... think I need to like let it sink in a little bit more. Yeah, you can all, leave it, it. It is something. It's really heavy to think about. Well, well here we, 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 you could leave it out right now because we're gonna spend yeah. like the next half hour talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so no pressure. No pressure. There you go. Having said that, I re I rewatched the first Iron Man movie. Uh, last Monday, and I still like I get heavy emotions in the fact that the first movie that came out in over uh, ten years ago still holds up. Is top five. Okay, I'm gonna speed run through mine. Uh, I'm glad you guys were all positive because now we're gonna get into some uh, some some serious things. Uh, at the yeah. bottom of my list is Captain America: Civil War. Uh, then Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, uh, he doesn't like Civil War. I do not like Civil War. Uh, I said it. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thor: The Dark World's also bad, but it has great production design and like really good color grading, which is odd. I don't know what they did with that movie. Um, and then Avengers: Infinity War, uh, which I, I've 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 made claims against. Uh, <laughs> and then Avengers: Endgame. Which we will talk about. Uh, I did like more than Infinity War, though, and I, my Thanos problem is not in this movie. Uh, then Ant Man and the Wasp and Ant Man. This is where I start liking the movies again. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming, which I really, really love, actually. Uh, even though it's got serious issues that do not look to be uh, having been de- dealt with uh, with the home Far From Home trailer. Uh, Iron Man 2, which I will defend You're trolling my dying people. breast. You're no, trolling I s- people at this I point. Swear, I swear. Iron Man is- 2. Iron Man 2. Better than Infinity <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Endgame. No. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. He, yeah. Needs to, he needs to finish. Are you no, John no. Favreau? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I am his son. <laughs> uh, and then the original Iron Man, which is Again, still great. Uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, the the film that I'm convinced the Russos basically didn't make at this point, because um, I really, really love it, and I think it's it's got some great, uh, some of the best emotional stuff in the series. A great idea about how the the structure of Shield was so like fallible that it allowed Hydra to resurface. Like that's how bad it got, and then sure. they just you know didn't do anything interesting with the other movies. Uh, the original Avengers, or no, actually, excuse me, Captain Marvel, which I thought was going to be boring as shit, and then I saw it in the theater on a last-minute whim, and I fell in love with it. It was really good. It was, uh, we, we, Gene and I talked about it on a podcast. I'll link that one down below, but I really like that one. Um, mm. Then the original Avengers, which still feels like it gives you the same feeling when you walked into, like, the Dark Knight or, like, mm-hmm. the Raimi Spider-Man's, like, wow, this is a real movie event. You know, and something that has a whole lot of heart, great character dynamics. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Thor's my boy, mm-hmm. and that's that's got the best Thor moment in in movie history. In that's for, for my money, uh, uh, Thor getting asked what what he was the god of again, then flashing to his father, and then fucking rocking out to to Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. It's the shit. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, which is my favorite Avengers movie, and. Yes, the best stuff in Endgame is totally a continuation from Age of Ultron, and I do not think that is a mistake. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, mm. uh, I, I love with all my heart. Mm. I even like more than the Rocketeer, and I love the Rocketeer. Uh, Iron Man 3, Thor, Black Panther, because like 
yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which is probably the most I will ever love a Marvel movie. And that's not a criticism at any other movie. It's just about how good Guardians 2 is. Yes. Really? Iron Man 2 is above Endgame. <laughs> sure you want to rethink this? Not at all. I, I, feel, I saw Endgame twice. <laughs> you I, I, got to, I got to watch it twice. Uh, well, I, I think said get to. I, I got to. You know what? Why don't, why don't we take five? We'll cut to a little clip of the trailer to get everyone into the mood okay. of the discussion, and we will head directly into our full-on spoiler talk about Avengers Endgame. If we do this, we'd be going in short-handed. Yeah, you mean because he killed all our friends? We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. Hello. Cool. We're doing a little Avengers ASMR. We're gonna do we're gonna do the spoiler discussion as we comfort everyone into my extremely negative mm. opinions about this movie. So that way they won't get mad at me and they still tune into my podcast. Don't worry, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Brandon, let, let's start on a high. I feel like you're the highest one here. Woo! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm high on an end game. I, I absolutely love this movie. I, I, I loved Infinity War so much, and I, I had this feeling of it's all I wanted. It had the darkest ending in a, in a comic book movie in a long time. It's, uh, it, was, it worked so well. Uh, I thought it could have been a cluster F, but it wasn't. And I was nervous about Endgame. I was. I, I was excited, but I was nervous. I thought, I don't know if I'll like it as much. I don't. I, I feel like it's just going to be tying up loose ends. And yeah, they're all going to come back. And it's just, it's kind of, might be underwhelming. And just, and it wasn't. It was everything it could have been. Like every time something happened, awesome happened, I was like, wouldn't it be awesome? If this happened, and then something even more awesome happened. It was funny. The the time travel stuff was great. Going back and went into the first Avengers was so cool. That is America's ass. I was <laughs> like, I loved Fat Thor. I loved how they killed Thanos early and Thor's whole um, reaction to it. How he is this guy who could have stopped the genocide, and he he didn't. He missed. He threw his shot away, and he got his revenge, but it didn't. It didn't change anything, and he he got a beer belly, he got depressed. It kind of reminded me of Peter Parker and um and Spider Spider Verse. Spider Verse, yep, yeah. <laughs> what happens when yeah? What happens when a superhero just messes up completely? And Tony Stark's arc in this story and and his death bawled me. I cried the whole time during this movie. There's so many things that are making me cry, bringing my emotions in. Him having a daughter was great. That scene with his dad was so cool. Um, I'm excited to see this movie with my dad, and uh, and we both love these movies. And and he hasn't seen it yet, so um, just the father and son feeling of it will, will be will be really something. Um, the Captain America grabbing a hammer was beautiful, and that scene where he where Cap has his shield. And it's broken, and he's about to face Thanos and his crew, and it's like, oh, he's done, he's done, he's not going to do it. And then I hear a guy on the phone, I'm like, who is that? Wait, that Sam, Sam died. Oh, my God, they're back, and they're coming through the portals, and it was one by one, and it was so beautiful. And then they're all, at that moment where Cap says, Avengers, assemble, that could have been a moment where we roll our eyes, but that was built. That was built over 22 movies for 
11 years. It was built and it was earned. Everything in this movie is earned. It is not, it may be fan service, but it is so earned and everything is beautiful. And that the, I am Iron Man. I thought he was going to do a middle finger at Thanos, but he snapped and it was better. And I, I, and I, Man, I freaking love this movie. I could talk about it all day, but I, you guys aren't gonna get. It. And this podcast is gonna be two hours. This podcast will be longer than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're, oh, gonna, have, we're gonna have to move on. You guys know I love it. Moving on. All right, Andrew. Uh, quick thoughts. Ten seconds, please. How am I supposed to talk that? <laughs> well, here. Then how about that? We'll just we'll jump into it. Um, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. It's a bad movie, and that's okay. Because it's got some really good stuff in it. You, and you'd be glad we're on Google Hangouts right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, I, I haven't how been many, a Diego, on your left. How many times? How many times have I heard you say it's a bad movie? But that's okay because there's some good Because <laughs> I don't want to get murdered by angry nerds. <laughs> Like, that's why. And no, no, I mean, I'm driving to your house right now. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I felt bad because, like, yeah, everyone's crying when Iron Man died. And for me, I was just like, this isn't. I love Iron Man. I think mm. the Iron Man trilogy is one of the most underrated movie trilogies, like, of all time. And I felt like nothing because I thought the filmmaking was just so awkward and incompetent. Like, there's this really weird blocking when, when Pepper. And and uh, Rhodey and and Peter are like all by him, and they're all like taking time to like say goodbye, but not really say goodbye. Not Although Pepper's that. Pepper Pepper's last line to him, where she where he she says uh, that he can rest now, was really touching. Uh, but it was just so weird. Like what the fuck? They're like tapping each other on the shoulder to like move out of the way. Just just like cut cut around that. We don't we don't need to see all that. And it, it little shit like that kept taking me out of the movie, and mm. I should have been bawling at that right. point. Uh, I did not like. You don't have a soul. Heavy Thor. You know, I honestly might not, but I, I think that makes soul, it okay. <laughs> we, we can never oh, trade you for a soul stone because you don't have a soul. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the soul stone because that has to be the most stupid, contrived bullshit what? in any of these movies. No. I, in, in both Infinity War and Endgame, I hate no. how the soul stone is used. I hate that whole like it, I think it, sacrifice thing. Right. I think it works in Infinity War. Um, that was a good character moment for Thanos, but um, in uh, Endgame, I'm just sorry I'm interrupting, but no, in Endgame, no, let's, like, just, let's just all pile in on here. Let's be as much of a yeah. mess of the podcast as this was a movie. Zing. Yeah. But yeah, in Endgame, like it just yeah, it felt like a video game where it's like you you couldn't pass this boss battle by you have to like give them a token, and that felt so weird because it's it's like why did they send them if like they knew. <laughs> Like, why did Tony, like, send, like, Clint and Natasha to do that? Like, oh, they're friends. Is he, like, sadistic? Or... They had to have known. Nebula knew. Nebula knew. Like, no one told no one told them no, anything? No, Guys, guys. I've had this discussion already. Nebula, Nebula knows that her sister died, but she doesn't know how she died. She doesn't know mm, about the... Exactly. About the spell stuff. Wow. She doesn't know about that. Okay, but look, my, my problem isn't even with it is with the in universe. Logic, yeah. My problem is that the writers are like don't understand fantasy and genre. Because like you have these these magic space stones that can do anything, but you still have to color in the box lines of like what you can do with 
ideas and like time and, and fantasy stuff. And it, it, it just feels so contrived. Like they're explaining what you can and can't do because they want to make everyone sad when someone dies. And the fact mm. that the only two original uh, women members of Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers both have to get thrown uh, off a fucking cliff is so infuriating to me. I, I, I didn't leave the theater or anything, but I felt my body like physically reject the movie at that moment. Yeah, because you love like, those characters and they're great characters. Well, it's, I, it's kind I, of I, uh, I it's like a window. woman in refrigerator thing. Where I think it is. I, I, I think it could, I think it I, kind of is. I think it's in the same vein. I don't I don't well, think it's exactly I, that, but I think it's the same vein. Clint has. It's, a, it's almost he, there. Yeah, guy has a family, so he has something to turn. Like I, I didn't want it to be her. I wanted it to be him because I, because mm-hmm. I, because he's kind of a, a selfish character to me sometimes. Yeah. But and I, I think now he he lives even more guilty. So that's something for. Her. And we're not. Yeah. This isn't the last of Black Widow. We're getting a movie with her, I, which right. I assume is I a mean, prequel. Um, and yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's a prequel. I thought of it as like th- these are two people who and. She has so much guilt. She's like, I've done everything. And you say, you could have killed me back in the day, and you didn't. So, and this is my thank you to you. And you need to go see your family again. If, if this all works out and that snap works and everyone comes back, you have something to go back to. I, I, I'm cool with that general idea. But for Natasha Romanoff to have her whole arc be like, she she's terrified of her past. She doesn't see a future for herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's constantly concerned with not being good enough of a hero. Like that's a clear through line through every movie appearance that she's been in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even Age of Ultron when they're all like testing the hammer, like oh, let's see if Thor's like joking around and no one can lift it. Natasha mm-hmm. doesn't even try. And then later in that film, when she's when they're talking about how like they don't know how to get people off Sokovia before Nick Fury shows up, and. Uh, Natasha says, "Like, well, we don't have to get off either if that's the case. Like, she's just fully embraced like the idea of like heroic suicide, and so like the natural progression of a character like that is to not give them that, like to let them be happy. And instead, it's like, no, the most heroic thing she could do is just die when the movies have been like actively <laughs> avoiding that. Okay, like, well, I'm sorry, I'm well, sorry. Well, I hate more. That. What bothers you more? Her sacrificing herself or her getting kidnapped?" In what Age of Ultron? Oh, dying! I hate dying. I think dying. Dying. The kidnapping. The kidnapping was kind of. She was pregnant. They had to rewrite her. Oh, she was kicking ass the whole other time movie. Yeah, and then she got kidnapped by fucking Ultron. That's. That's the the kidnapping is. I mean, you can you cannot like the kidnapping and the death. I'm kind of like in the middle between you guys because I did think about that, like because uh, more specifically about how that scene was filmed. Because mm-hmm. when it first happened, I it's I re- I I will admit I did feel super emotional, like the lead up to them, like Clint and her both like fighting each other. I was like, oh my god, this is like hitting me. And I thought I actually thought that was actually really well filmed, but when her actually falling, I didn't. A piece of me really thought, okay, she's just gonna come back in the end. Yeah, yeah, I thought that as well. I did too. But she didn't, and I'm kind of like, I'm not trying to sound bad, but like, I'm kind of glad she didn't because you want there to feel like there's actual stakes in these movies. Yeah, absolutely. So at the same time, I was like, 
I'm not upset at her, like, giving, like, her life, but some of it, because I've heard, it's crazy, because I've heard, like, plenty of what, the opposite of what you're saying, Diego, you know, I'm not saying I agree, but I've heard a lot of, that's, like, the perfect way, so, no, here, I, I think I also... just in general, I'm gonna, like, I'm just, like, heads up, like, I'm gonna be, like, in the middle for a lot of this, mm-hmm. because I've seen a lot on multiple subjects about this movie, I've seen a lot of the far, like, left and of the far right. And I think that's interesting to me. I don't know. I, I like playing like devil's advocate. Uh, I, I do want to. I do oh. want to say really quick. Not to, not to hijack your point. Uh, I'll, I'll let you finish in a second. But uh, I, I, it's my bad. I should have had a, a woman on for this too. Because uh, I there was a really <laughs> great piece about uh, how an Endgame. Uh, I think Amelia Irwin from Birth Movies Death was was writing it and how she felt that this was the first yesterday. Avengers movie to. Uh, give women their own agency, and I, I disagree with it. But I'm not. I'm not a woman. I, I might just not have right, that perspective. Right. You know. Yeah. So I feel like that's that's important to also understand. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I still I hate the moment, though. Too. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of dis I, I dislike that as well. I just I mean I'm just gonna interject, but just the the fact that like they killed off two characters in the same way and just like the same like trappings of the soul stone that you kind of still don't understand you know what like i, I understand I, about it Dean. well i don't get all right so what well, yeah what you understand. Know, Sorry. it's really it's like i i i've thought about it too and uh-huh. it's not as as hard as like you think it is it's just that like he says like to give up like something that you love the most right right so, like, in Thanos, it's, like, his sick form of, of, like, I love my daughter, even though it's, like, really messed up. Yeah. It's, oh, it's uh, no, 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 love. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying no, no, I, no, I know, yeah, wait, 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 wait. I'm not though. saying, I'm not saying I don't understand how it works to get it. I don't understand what it does. Like, what, it, you don't see the soul stone being used, like, the, that uh, purgatory place where Thanos had a vision of, like, Gamora. Yeah. Like, is that her soul? Is that, like, the I afterlife? Like, they never explain that or what the soul stone even functions. Like, you kind of, like, that's, you know, it's introduced in Infinity War and it's still never explained. And, you know, there's all these, like, fan theories. Does it, does it like, have all the souls of people that were dusted? You never explain. They never, Joe and Anthony Rousseau never explained that. They're kind of, it was a little lazy where it's, like, you still, like, like it felt like they were like, oh, you know, maybe we'll do this in the movie, and they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Like it's, you know, uh, like we, I don't need it. Like, like you, uh, you guys get the, you, to me. You know, I get, I totally mm-hmm. get what you mean. Like you don't need it to like yeah. be a, a, bro- a breakdown of like here's what it does this this this. But yeah. like even in the filmmaking, like there's nothing like showing you like this is what the soul stone does. It's just just yeah. a stone that you got to die for. What you got to die for. Like you got to yeah. die for it. Well, what is it you got to die for? Oh, what the fuck? Maybe this just is me. I don't know if I'm the only one that thought about this, but like. If I had like a, a trading card collection of mint like Pokemon cards, if okay. I that I love, if like I'm a basement dweller, I don't see the sunlight, and I just collect Pokemon cards. Like this is my life, and I go there and I drop my collection of Pokemon cards. I'm pretty sure I would get the stone. <laughs> then then it's so it's, stupid. I don't yeah. think it's the stupidest fucking thing. I, I think I don't life. think it's like you're. Like you think, like if you were, you had your Pokemon cards in your pocket, and you went up to Red Skull, and he was like, "You gotta trade something you love." You think you just put throw the cards down and get well, it? Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I right. think, no, like, Andrew, Andrew, I, I, I don't think Andrew's wrong. I just think 
the writing the is film. that bad. Yeah, the filmmaking and the storytelling. I was also going to add, um, well, you know, I hate to be like, I sound like a comic book purist, but the Soul Stone is actually a very interesting uh, like artifact in the comics. Uh, where the soul... Gene. No, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, the Soul Gem, <laughs> like it has a lot, you know, obviously Adam Warlock wasn't introduced yet he's probably going to be in guardians 3 but it you know it has like this whole soul world you know um like a lot of interesting stuff you could choose to do with it like back um excuse me like some back issues and like war that they chose not to explore like at all and that's like you know you have all this interesting stuff and then it like it they're they're like no we're just gonna kill someone off it it kind of uh i was like a little disappointed because it's such an interesting interesting uh like comic book artifact that n none of the backstory was chosen to use and i'm like oh that's kind of a missed opportunity yeah and I also think it would have been hard man i think it would have been hard to introduce all that stuff in the last movie right well, there, I like, mean, so much stuff no going on. no you know what I, I, no. I think these people are just boring i'm sorry I, yeah, I, I think like, these filmmakers are like... just generally very boring because winter soldiers like uh tries to be a more grounded uh type action thriller and it's really good and then you notice like well, I mean, you guys disagree with me, but like when they start in implementing like That's the more true. fantastical stuff, I find that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then how do they not do anything with Vision? When Vision's born in, right. in Ultron, it's like he's this ideal like a superhero. Boy. He's like this I ideology of like a, a higher power that the Avengers can achieve when they work together and like for the betterment of people. And then he dies in Infinity War, and it's right. obviously and sad, but it's like. Well, then that was like nothing. That that was that was a nothing well, thing. Well, you, you kind of don't get. I don't. You don't get fire. Like he only uh -huh. died because we didn't put a damn stone in his forehead. So like. Whedon didn't write Whedon Infinity had, War. He, yeah, but yeah, also they were trying to separate. In Ultron, they, they gave him the the stone. Yeah, yeah no, but, but they, Infinity, they, he didn't they, write Infinity War. Yeah, he didn't write Infinity War, and also in Infinity War. They have like a whole thing where they're trying to separate the soul from vision, mm -hmm. and then I guess they didn't because now he's dead. And yep, um, it's never like addressed like what happens to vision. And it's like, oh, well, they obviously he's dead, but vision. like there's oh. nothing like that said. Did they separate him from the soul gem? Did you know well, that was a little like up in the air? Dead? I don't think that's a Whedon thing, that was more of a Rousseau thing because they decided to kill him off, but. You know, they're not very creative people where it felt like they could have done something to keep Vision alive with the, with the you know, without the stone. But um, anyway, uh, I was just going to add uh, just for one last thing on the Soul Gem for Vilmir, where my girlfriend pointed this out. And I'm like, she's like, oh, so the, the Red Skull just chills there in that scene. Like, he's just, he felt like a prop. He's a just like, oh, he's a prisoner. What's that? He's a prisoner. He... Yeah, but like he has like such a uh, history in the MCU where it's like him and Captain America had you know he's the uh, he's Cap Captain America's like anti version of himself. You know there was some lingering storylines with Red Skull, and then he's just this background character that that just like he's like um you're, you know I hate to use video game terms with this, where he's just like this. Like, and sorry, this NPC that just says the exact same lines of dialogue, nothing more, nothing like, oh, you know, he's cursed. And it's like, yeah, he, yeah he's just cursed. He'll, he'll keep saying the same things until you drop someone off. Like, that's kind of a wasted opportunity. I guess. Also, yeah. no, it was also, no, it is. I think it is. Because it's like Captain America never meets him. 
That's um, crazy to me. That's, that's crazy. Bananas. Like, how, how, how does that happen? Like, you couldn't send Cap there? Like, Captain America and Red Skull okay never have... No, how are you okay with that? Like, <laughs> That would be awesome. I'm okay with that, honestly. Okay, I'm okay with that. Hear me out. Uh-huh. He's not a memorable character in these movies. My, I, I, think, I, I, went, yeah, I, I, I saw Infinity War with my dad <laughs> opening night, mm-hmm. and when he popped up, everyone screamed, all the nerds, and my dad looked at me like, puzzled, like, who the hell is that, that guy? And he's right. seen all the movies. And yeah, well, people don't know who he is. Hip people who are into the comics and are, remember the movies well, like you and I, uh, us four, yeah. remember Red Skull. Most people don't. So well, you I know what? He's, no, he's that is. I will. I will say that's invalid because they had fucking Jarvis from the Agent Carter ABC right. television series. Yeah, not, this, and was, I was the only one who cheered. I I, yeah, I like that. Who he was. I like seeing mm-hmm. that. I like the Agent Carter series. That was really, yeah, great. That really cool. But he's he doesn't like stop the movie like I'm Jarvis and now I'm <laughs> talk about how I'm doing right now. The I principle mean. still stands. But look, I I want to also highlight some stuff that worked for me and I guess Gene because you guys liked it. But why don't yeah. we just go around our favorite moments? Uh, make it fast, Brandon. You don't even get to go first this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you. All right, I'll go first. For me, I I think the last. I don't know, the last hour, 45 minutes, were my favorite. Just the whole thing was my favorite part of the movie. Um, the last battle was very, I will say it was very epic um, in terms of it really felt like a comic book splash page. The scene where all the all the heroes and like, their, uh, like the Ravagers and the Magicians and uh, the Asgardians and the Wakandans all like come out of the... the the portals that felt like a comic book splash page. Yeah, um, that was amazing to see, and it really felt like that because it's like this is the MCU. It really felt like you know a cinematic universe where it's like everyone's there and everyone's interacting. That was like magical, and I love that scene. Um, individual moments were really highlighted from that Captain America finally saying "Avengers Assemble." Great. Um, the little moment before that, Captain America's like final stand, where it's like. That felt like such a good um, epitome of that character. Where it's like, you know, he doesn't he doesn't have the shield. Mm-hmm. He's just by himself, and he still decides to stand up. That was like um, yeah. in the original comic where he still stands up to Thanos, even though his shield's yeah. destroyed in the Fingal mm-hmm. Finger. That was great, and that's like such a good character beat for Cap because he still has this like indomitable will, and he'll still like fight to the very end, and everyone backed him up and he leads the charge that was uh that was great um and i think my favorite moment is still i wouldn't say i don't um i wouldn't say it was iron man's the the snap when he goes i am iron man yeah but i think i really liked uh the funeral um because iron man i felt like his death was earned it worked for me like it could have been filmed a little better you know, I don't know if they're they were rushing that day. Who knows? But um, I love the funeral because that was such a somber moment, and like the little character moments with like Happy and uh, Morgan Stark, who um, had the line about cheeseburgers, which called mm-hmm. back to the first Iron Man. It was like it was okay. so sad, and I think that's um that's actually what got me to tear up because it wasn't Iron Man dying; it was uh, his daughter. Like she was all sad because it's like her dad died. And you see all the characters that were, like, shaped and influenced by Tony, uh, like, the whole universe 
is kind of um is kind of uh reacting to his death and like the relationship they had and i was like i thought that was a very um well-written well-earned moment that funeral i think that was my favorite part of the whole movie the the tony stuff at the end it, it, mm-hmm. again it is sad and i felt nothing that moment yeah. the cheeseburger line yeah that one got me that that, that was, yeah that was good i was, was gonna say because it's like if that doesn't get you man no that that was the yeah, shit. No, that was sad. that's what i came was, for and it was great that it had a uh, favreau in it because favreau you know started this universe yeah as yeah well. um, yeah one of the architects so. uh I, yeah. if I could just hop in and then I'll let, I'll sure. take it back yeah. to, to Andrew and, and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like the time travel stuff. Although I do think Cap should have ended up on Vormir to see Red Skull again. I'm yeah. Vormir just, I mean, the planet looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Russos still don't know how to shoot like anything that's not VFX heavy, but uh, the planet is cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, when I heard that like it's three hours long, I got horrified because <laughs> i was like oh no what these are i i don't think these people are peter jackson level filmmakers so this terrified me and then um i heard like well it's really character focused and i was like okay maybe winter soldier did a pretty good job there uh and then when it started i was like oh no uh i don't think i like this but once everyone started going back to like the, the, the it's a wonderful life episode of avengers basically although they still should have done more with that i think uh yeah that's what i was like in, in, that's a pipe dream for me to, to do a story like that. So to see that here and uh, was a lot of fun, even though most of the characters don't really have like a direct meaningful relationship to a lot of the stuff. Steve mm-hmm. Rogers and Tony Stark did when they went back to the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then when they went back even further for the pin particles and the soul stone at the old shield facility that later blows up in winter soldier. And they run into like, the important people in their lives. I was like, okay, yeah, that's the shit right there. That's what I want to see. That was a plus. That's right. some of the best stuff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Please that remember great. that I do. I do not like this movie, but that was <laughs> fan fucking tastic. Yeah, that's uh, great that with him and his dad. I love that. Yeah. And still, my favorite moment in the movie is not that. It is where Natasha Romanoff should have also been as one of the original six members of the Avengers when. Uh, Thor's getting his ass beat by Thanos. He's about to die. And a bolt of lightning knocks Thanos the fuck out of the way. And it's Captain America holding the hammer. That was awesome. Okay. Natasha, they should have been tossing it back and forth between Cap and Natasha Romanoff. It would have made it even more epic. But that was that She's was totally worth. deserved. No, her her lack of even trying to be worthy is what makes her worthy. She does not believe that she is a hero. And she absolutely is one now. She was, I guess, because she's dead. But, you know, that's... that. <laughs> they clearly set that up, and they just killed her for reasons. Like, it's it's aggravating to me. But the stuff I mentioned, I just I loved. I really, really did love. Uh, and th- there's other stuff in there too. Like, there's the moment where uh, they're wondering if the the re snap worked to bring everyone back, mm-hmm. and then um, Scott Lang sees a tree that wasn't there before, having grown back with some birds. And I was like, hey, this is the yeah. nice. Little- and then boom! I go, okay, okay. Now we're in the action. That was, was really good cool. too. I, I love that part too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wish, I wish I felt more from there. Oh, I really like Nebula a lot. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Guardians are the best movies in the MCU to me, and uh, I, I'm glad that they did her character like well in this because you can kind of feel the lack of gun with the Guardian stuff in the previous yeah. one to me. Um, but I, I, I liked her a lot here, and 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, Andrew and Brandon, because I, I got more stuff to say, but let, let's hop around a little bit. Andrew, what was what, what your favorite moment in the movie? I agree with your guys' favorite moments, so I'm going to say it's different stuff. Yes, please. Korg playing Fortnite and saying Nuke Slayer 69 while Meek is eating pizza next to him. That was funny. That, I love how he had the Hawaiian sin- shirt that Taika Waititi wears. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, was, I cheered. I cheered when I saw Korg and Meek. Because I love oh, yeah. Ragnarok. That was great. Guys, that shot of just them on the couch. That's just chilling. That's what that's what cinema is, you know. Like, <laughs> I feel like me being a film student these past four years of my life, it, it's worth something when I saw Corey playing Fortnite. It, it was it meant that much to me. Okay, like this is gonna I'm gonna defend this moment too. A lot of people are not gonna like it, but hope dabbing. Is something oh, that feels we were talking no. about this before no, we started. Oh, I, I hated that. that I, Hulk, I liked it. Hulk in that, no, it's, no, it's good. It's funny, it's right? You know why? He's lame. Because, not because he's dabbing, but that's Hulk basically feels just like a big Mark Ruffalo. And that's mm-hmm. totally something Mark Ruffalo would try to do to fit in. It's right. stupid. But it's like my kind of stupid. It's goofy, yeah, like, and it that's completely works for Mark do. Ruffalo. I still hate what they do with Hulk in these last two movies. No, I, Chad Hulk I hated... is my guy. <laughs> Chad. Oh no, that's a thing. He's a Chad. Like, al- along with like Thick Thanos and whatever, like yeah. people are really into this Hulk. Like, oh yeah, really oh, yeah. into no, let's this talk Hulk. About Chad Hulk. No, what a great daddy. His, his fit. That man has style. <laughs> Cardigan. Uh, he has a, a, a thin shirt, but he, you can tell he's not too cold. He's comfy. His glasses, his pants, no shoes. Man, Ooh, man is bold. He's making bold decisions up in here. Ooh, man, oh, his, man. His choice of, of food, eggs in a giant bowl. That's, Dude, that's a I, man. That's a, man. So that's a Chad days. meal. I don't know about you guys. So that's good. a Chad's eat. Yeah. Uh, those eggs look so good. Dude. And like his, I don't know, like his dialogue is just so perfect when he's when he's telling the kids, like, yeah, your mother knows better. Like, like that's something that Mark Ruffalo, a big Mark Ruffalo, would would do in real life, and that's what like I really appreciated. Uh, what else can I say that like is probably unpopular? I'm just thinking. Oh, you know what? I will I will defend this. Like the time travel stuff, I appreciated that it was not really action heavy, and like. And uh, it moves really quick, but two caps fighting each other uh, yeah. and throwing like a shield at each other. That was like, mm. that was beautiful. It just felt good. It just felt good. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked I liked the time travel stuff. I, but again, I fell in love with it when it was just Tony and Steve. But yeah, the time, time travel stuff was a lot of fun. Him seeing his dad. I was like, oh. I, yeah. I, I wanted to cry oh. a little bit. Not going to lie. Just like, damn. I cried for sure. Uh, Brand, Brandon. Uh, what what do you got? Favorite um, moment? Um, pro- well, everything you guys just said, Diego, you're wrong, but I like what you said. Right now. <laughs> Thank you. Right Thank now, you. you're so your favorite things. You are right. Um, so I'm just gonna add um two things. That is America's ass and yes. hell hydro. Hell hydro. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I really like that too. I know because I thought they were gonna try and do like um uh up uppercut, do a better version of the. The elevator scene, but instead it's just Hail Hydra. That that was brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, and a nice callback to that 
moment in comic books where everyone hated comic books when Cap said Hail Hydra. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see through the end of that story, but I was starting to tap out of comics anyways. So yeah, I bought uh, that one just to just to have it. Okay. Does anyone know if if it, if it was good? If it was like Superior Spider Man, where everyone's like, "This is dumb," and then by the end, everyone's like crying. It's supposed to be good. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Oh. Okay. It's worth checking out. Yeah, it reminded me of Superior Spider Man with with that that opening where it's like, "Whoa, this is controversial." They could either stick the landing or not. So I don't know. I I've, I'll check it out someday. Um, uh, some some other things I I do want to mention because I've been giving Thanos a lot of crap lately because in Infinity War. He's kind of just like a philosophy 101 student who's trying to be edgy. It was like, <laughs> like, yo, your, your plan doesn't make sense. And that's fine because he's, he's a green villain. Beast. He's that, a that's green just... guy coming to your door. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine because he's the villain for him to be like, kind of stupid. But like, none of the heroes like counter that with anything other than we have to stop him. And like, yeah, no shit, you got to stop him. But like, I felt like he could have gotten a lot out of that. And so this movie doesn't fix that for me. But the idea of the surviving Avengers trying to preserve like humanity and like their, their legacy, like trying to do good one last time, you know, just, just one shot. It might not even work, but the fact that they tried might be enough. It ultimately does. But like them wanting to rectify their failures, like they don't want to live. They couldn't live with themselves if they didn't fight this last fight. And then Thanos from the past learns of all this. And so it's like his legacy clashing up against their legacy, you know, fighting for like who will ultimately like uh, be the victor of history is such a great fucking idea. Like, I really liked Thanos in this, and I did not like him in the last movie uh, in, in the long run. So I'm I'm very happy that, that they went with the more, like, uh, less, like, logical consistency and more, like, thematic consistency. But I think that's just what I kind of like in my superhero movies more than, like, uh, the point A to point B stuff that these kind of get bogged down in once in a while. I think there's something really poetic that in Infinity War... The heroes, they're they're more like closer in like to their prime, and they face Thanos when he's just like ready to rest already, like he's ready to get like the whole thing over with. And in this movie, the heroes are ready to just get everything over with, and they're fighting Thanos like ideally in his prime. Like he's got all like the armies, he's got like the cool like looking suit, he's got like a new like Final Fantasy blade, like he's like in top form, and mm-hmm. he's kind of like opposite from like Infinity War, and I think it's like it's like george lucas like it's poetry it rhymes yeah no no no. that a great great uh storytelling in in that kind of arc right there i really again i really really liked him in this movie Uh, i i would actually put him in like at least the upper echelons of the villains in this one and i I would i would not have done that before if i'm being honest um i guess just a couple more things before we, we start moving into the final segments of this uh i love the guardians of the galaxy a lot obviously i love thor I am not happy with Thor abandoning the Asgardians because that's basically what he. I'm not very happy with how anyone anyone's arc ended. After all, originally I was defending uh, the Captain America one because obviously the first Avenger is the shit, and Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers are like you know bagels, obviously, uh, and they always deserve their dance. And so in a vacuum, yeah. ignoring everything else ending on that final moment between these two people who have been through so much and like fighting through time and space to get back to each other mm-hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I couldn't have been happier with it. Yeah. But then someone brought up 
that that makes uh, Sharon Carter his niece, and now it's really fucked up and weird. And I don't know how I feel about that it, anymore. It's not incest, guys. It's not incest. I it's agree. Blood related. It's it's but weird. I don't think it's really it, Woody Allen. Also, man, he, it wasn't blood related. I'm just saying. I'm not comparing Captain America to, to Woody Allen. I was about to say what? You know. compare, compare Captain America to Woody Allen. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he is not again. worthy. Woody Allen is not worthy of anything. No, no, Woody Allen should be in prison. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to get in trouble someday, <laughs> but no, I don't no, care. No, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes a Woody Allen anymore. Yeah, yeah no, he's going to try to sue me or something, and then he's the lawyer's going to be like, dude, you're yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck Woody, fuck Woody Allen. There you go. Fuck Woody Allen. This Woody is the Endgame podcast, but also the Fuck Woody Allen podcast. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that it's 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 weird. It's very weird that they end the Captain America story that way. Uh, specifically because of Civil War. It's almost like that movie's so bad, even the filmmakers want you to forget about it. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Thor, I guess we, we talked a little bit about Fat Thor. Uh, I felt a little bit like fat shaming, how like, look at how sad and funny he is. You know, I'm like, I know Thor is like funny now. And I'm, I, again, I love Ragnarok and I'm cool with the way that went down. But like, I, I don't feel like these guys are Taika Waititi. And not like he's like, he should be ashamed or anything like that. I'm not like one of those people who are like, oh, the Russo's owe an apology. Like, motherfucker, he worked on the movie too. <laughs> like, it's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. But um, I think they had a decent idea about him like being who he wants to be as opposed to he's who he's being told to be and i'm cool with that i'm totally cool with that idea but how it plays out in the movie never feels like it has the right weight to it and even in the moment with him and his mom from like thor the dark world the movie none of us much like um that should have been that, that felt like it lacked something to me really yeah and, and you know moment. the idea of it when it was starting to go that way i was like this is going to be touching as hell. And I, I just didn't feel a connection to it. And I, Thor's I, my boy. I, I, I thought it was really, I was surprised how touching it was because I barely remember his mom in the movies. I, <laughs> I kind of forgot Rene Russo played her. So I was like, wait, Rene Russo? What? And I thought it was a really touching moment because, like, I mean, we, we've been there. And, and like that also kind of reminded me how Thor reminded me of Peter Parker and Spider-Verse, like him seeing Mary Jane and like how he lost Mary Jane in this. And Rocket is like Gwen telling him like, move on. No, no, no. We got a job to do. We got a job to do. But he does have that beautiful moment with her. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. I, I believe in you. And I, like, don't worry. You'll get there. You'll get there again. And I thought it was a really sweet moment. And, uh, I mean, I mean, you. I know you and I both. Did, we we clearly disagree. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to convert you to no, that. No, no, no. I honestly, I do wish someone could convert me because I really do think it just comes down to like the way it was filmed. Like, because that should have been just. I should have been bawling for like half of this movie, and I just wasn't. Well, I I don't know how to say. Maybe maybe I'm broken. Maybe maybe this movie broke me. I think you just have no soul. That's that's okay. I I cried in Aquaman, so I don't know. You like Aquaman? Aquaman fucking owns. Aquaman Aquaman owns bones. Oh, call you. I never heard that. I I stole it from my friend Alex Hernandez from the We Forgive You podcast. So just a shout out to them. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then, uh, one last thing. So for the Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Quill is back on Earth for the first time since he was a child. 
and it's not a big deal. I all. thought I, I will get, I, I will give you that. I didn't think about that while I was watching it, but like, I, I've been thinking about this movie the whole weekend, and I thought about that yesterday, and I was thinking about like, wait, yeah, that is kind of. It's, but like, there's so much in this movie. There's so many characters and so just so much time. It would just make a three-hour movie longer. Who knows? Maybe they shot a scene of him like visiting his mom's grave, and they just cut it out. So, I mean, but but who knows? It, it's hard to tell. We might revisit that in in Guardians Three, like him and and Rocket could be having a conversation, like, "Hey, what was it like revisiting Earth for?" The first time. And oh God! If that's all they do with that, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. Well, it, it's. Pro- I don't think it's gonna be all they do with it, but it's gonna be like it, it'll be mentioned. It'll be talked about. Like, God, I, I so hope so. And the fact that Gamora is still not with them, she's like they they show her like on a search monitor saying searching. Yeah, but like it's probably gonna be what, the plot of the movie. Him trying to get her back. I mean, that would be kind of cool. It's like a search for Spock kind of thing. But then yeah. still, it's like. These women don't feel like they have agency. Like they're just tossed off cliffs, and then they're given okay. They're given a, a great no, hero shot in the finale movie, dude. Yeah, but like, then why even have all these people in this movie if we're not going to have them like be fully defined characters? Like, there's no interiority to anyone. She was a fully defined character. What 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 about her? She wasn't fully defined. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm saying like in in this movie, like like why even have all these people like in it if we're not going to like get to know what they think of any of these situations or like, you know, I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job of that. I guess like if, like if you do want a six hour version, which I would love a six hour version of this, where we get to know everyone's thoughts, where we, we get to know someone like, I don't know, M'Baku's thoughts who I only remember seeing him charging in the scene. And I don't remember his, him seeing, I don't remember seeing him in any other scenes in the movie, but like, if we get to know everyone's thoughts, then, uh, it would just make this movie longer, which I, maybe we'll get. I doubt we'll get an extended cut. I don't think that's a thing that Marvel Studios does. There. Yeah, but I would. Lo- I would love to see an extended cut. But I. I do think the ri- writers. I think the Russos and the writers. I think they all did a pretty good job saying, showing us how all these characters feel and what they've been through, and but some and just seeing some of their facial expressions and just little moments. Uh, for me, for me, it was enough. And honestly, after this one, I, I'm I would be okay if they the MCU stopped. Uh, I I will actually agree with you, but I think I'm coming from a place of genuine sadness because I I again I, I'm not a fan of this movie, and I don't see myself checking out even like Far From Home in theaters. Maybe for this podcast, I, I will have to. Or I'll just let Gene do something. Oh, I'm um, checking it out. Mysterio, baby. Oh, God. He Fish looks so good. But... Fishbowl Hummet. Oh, yeah. No, Fishbowl 2019. We're doing it, baby. We're but, like, I, I, this movie just exhausted me. And I felt sad that I couldn't connect to anything happening uh, apart from the stuff I, I mentioned that I did really like. And I don't know. I, maybe that's down to the filmmakers. Maybe that's also why I don't like the idea of a six-hour version of this, just because of who made it. <laughs> You know, um, and I guess so you want as, the as we start cut? wrapping up, you want the Snyder cut? No, uh, no. Oh God, <laughs> no, really? no, please do not put me in that category. <laughs> no, uh, look out for the Batman retrospective BVS. That we might talk about the movie longer than oh, that movie. Oh, are you, are you doing one? On yeah, we're, we're we're doing um 
Oh, we're, we're making our way through Batman and uh, BVS. We're recording it soon. Oh, that's man. gonna God. be great. That's gonna be great. <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, but as we wrap up, Russo's final MCU movie around the panel. Are you cool seeing what they do next? Would you like for them to come back to do another one? Uh, obviously, I mean, of course it's going to be their last. They spend so much of their life at this point um, making these movies under this brand. So, like, yeah, I'm happy for them. They did their thing. They're done. You know, all good things must come to an end. Or if you don't like them, all things must come to an end in general. But, like, in general, I think they will, like, be making movies for, like, quite some time now. I see them doing like I think they have something like planned right now, but it's like a smaller. I don't know what it's about, but it's not like a big blockbuster, you know. Like I see them making movies. I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and it's telling because like when we were ranking the movies, um, it's telling that like regardless if like like you hate them or you like them, you're gonna like know their name for a long time, and I think. Not a lot of people can achieve that. You know what I mean? To make something that's so like... It has to do with the brand. So I think they they're, they have cemented themselves. And regardless, look, like... I can put all my complaints about like storytelling aside, etc. One thing that I think people cannot like deny is the way like they film like action in general. Because things fuck? are like... Yes. No, no, no. I'll, I'll fight you on this. Fight me. Like, I will fight. I, I, hey, Andrew, let, let's fight him together. All let's right. Like, together. This is like I'm Iron like, Man I, versus Winter Soldier and Captain America, where he's right and the other idiots are upset because his friend murdered his parents. But like, there's so much stuff that, like, when they that happens, like, on the screen, like, there's so much, like, information visually, but, like, it never feels like, for me at least, it never feels like, oh, I'm getting tired or. My eyes hurt because I can't tell what's going on, or like I have a headache because I can't focus. Like it never feels like that, and like it could have easily, especially with the third act in this movie when it's just like so much stuff going on. Like you, there's always like a focus, and I'm not saying you're the only directors that can do that. There's other people who can do that really well too, but no one else has done it like that in a comic book movie, in my opinion. Even though like. Uh, not not to this scale, at least. It's a little unfair because they're the only ones that have gotten the chance to do it on this scale. Mm-hmm. But I think they're gonna if there's if they're gonna remember for anything specifically besides story, love them, hate them. It's probably gonna be that. But yeah, like I'm happy for them. They're gonna move on. Uh, I'm excited for like I'd be a total liar if I say I'm not gonna watch more movies anymore because I've grown up with this since I was a kid. I like even before the MCU. I've loved these characters. I've watched cartoons, read books, etc. So, like, if I'm going to see something that is going to interest me, yeah, I'm going to check it out. But I'm happy that the, the movies going forward seem to be uh, smaller and more, uh, like, one-off. So I think it would be a nice break from the, you know, from the big epic scale. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for Chloe Zhao's The Eternals. Um, have you guys seen oh, The yeah. Writer? No. no, I hear it's very good. Okay, yeah, it, it's um, it's it's a small, independent little Western film about a cowboy. Uh, and Chloe Zhao directed it. And I heard when it, when I heard she came onto the Eternals, I was like, "What the fuck?" That's like Terrence Malick making an Avengers movie. That's how like 
That's the oh, level of like we're talking here. So I'm very interested if that movie happens with her attached, because um, she's a very particular filmmaker, and I'm a huge fan. So I, even though I'm I'm saying I want to take a break from these, uh, which is true. Uh, if Eternals comes out next year, then I'm full of shit because I'm there day one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'll make that clear. We're gonna get our yeehaw on, guys. Watch the right. Hell yeah. Yeah, Kumal Nanjiani and Angela Jolie. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Great casting. I'm excited. Very good cast. It's not about how much we lost. It's about how much we have left. We're the Avengers. We gotta finish this. You trust me? I do. Um, let's, yeah. let's just start wrapping up then. Okay, uh, um, Diego, really quick, do you want to read the tweets really quick so we could just have that one? Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. At first, no one was re- really replying, just uh, one person, and it was a negative one. So, And then more people started replying, <laughs> and they're all negative. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put them on the YouTube version of this just up ahead because I don't want it to just be a negative podcast for my – you know, it's, it's Gene and I's uh, production, but – I, I, I don't want to just be negative for the sake of negative. Uh, so if you're interested, there here they are on the screen. And if not, uh, that's okay too. Because I, I think we had a, a, at least a good discussion about what worked and what didn't for us. Um, regardless Chad or not, this movie is going to steamroll over everything and make all the money in the world. I think it will dethrone Avatar. Which uh, I'm actually a little, a little bummed about. I've come around in Avatar in a big way recently. I hope yeah. It's an original film, not not necessarily screenplay, but it's it's an original IP. Dances with Wolves. No, it's an original production. There you go. From a very singular filmmaker who might be held to work with, but it's an original production that made more money than anything else on the planet, and that's very inspiring. No, and also. No one spiked. No one spiked James Cameron's uh, food with PCP. So, like, I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> like they did very <laughs> yeah. yes, so, yeah. I, I agree with all of that but that movie still kind of feels like exhausting to watch no man that movie holds the fuck up when I rewatched it but that's that's another podcast entirely uh, we're going to sign off now I, was, and I, I want to hear your guys final thoughts yeah. on, on where the MCU goes from here anything oh. you want to leave Avengers Endgame with okay. uh, Brandon Please leave us on a high note. Uh, I like I said, I love this movie. I love. Uh, I would be okay if the MCU ended here, but I'm excited to see what's in store. I'm excited for Spider-Man: Far From Home. The Eternal is going to be cool. Um, I, I want more one-offs. I don't know if the X-Men can work in this world. The idea of mutants is that they're not liked by society. I just don't see that working in this world. But the Fantastic Four. I'm excited to see them in here. I hope it's a good one. Uh, hoping for John Cho as Mr. Fantastic and Zach Efron as the Human Torch. Putting that in. Uh, that's my dream casting. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, and just want to thank you. Uh, and I want to thank Marvel Studios for a great freaking movie, regardless of what Diego Solo <laughs> says. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what about you? Movie is very good. It's not perfect. Overall, I think with this uh, 
movie like really like makes clear and i i really appreciate it is that like the mcu was like really successful overall but people can have very diverse opinions on it but they can still like all come together to say yeah this thing was like successful overall like i like the fact that different people can have different rankings that are very different from each other or that they can like different things about these movies but they can still come together and say yeah like you know what? it was probably worth it because like the least thing that i wanted is like a safe like by the books ending yeah this is gonna happen beat here Thanos gonna give you it, it's it kind of does that a little bit because it gives you like the big final battle but the i honestly think the last thing that you could say about this movie is that it's very very safe because there are some decisions that are made that you're like, what? Like, that's kind of odd. Like, Chad Hulk, uh, Dad Body Thor, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the, those two things are, like, the last thing that you would think would happen in a safe ending. We would probably get, like, super-powered, you know, like, Thor, no Dad Bod. Hulk would probably be, like, smashing out. You know what I mean? Like, just, that's the stuff that comes off the top of my head. But I appreciate that the most that it wasn't the safest ending because that's like it's kind of boring you know and it's like you kind of even though i I would still have fun with it you know it's kind of like expected for certain things to happen but i think this movie did a good job of diverting those expectations well said uh gene yes um i i was going to answer the uh question um i would want to see them direct you me and dupree too I think to add that. <laughs> that's a certified classic. I think comedy movie. Like if that happens, I'll be like it's bigger than Infinity War. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the <laughs> the MCU um, moving forward because it it feels like there are times where it's like I really thought it's cool to have a connected universe, but there's other times in the Infinity Saga where it felt very contrived and it kind of hurt the movies. Like, I felt Spider-Man uh, Homecoming was a little hurt by how connected everything is. Really? Yeah, because you don't have certain elements in the Spidey universe, like him being a menace, you know, because all the heroes are kind of accepted, or just kind of, like, the logic of, like, the uh, the con- the uh, the chronology of the universe, where it's, like, it's seven years from Avengers, but then it wasn't, and, like, all this confusion... Over like the timeline over that. Oh, I don't. I don't care about the the timeline. Who cares? Who cares? But right, I do right. agree that it was a little hurt it was in a little the hurt. aftermath. <laughs> not not in the movie itself. I actually liked how they they world built in there. But right, the um, aftermath makes it right. hard for me to like that movie. As yeah, much. yeah, of course. And I was um. I guess I think I'm looking forward to a post uh, post Infinity Saga MCU because the um, the things that Feige said about how. Uh, the universe was going to be maybe just a little inter- less interconnected. I think will maybe help some people have more enthusiasm over um, just the movies. Like Shang Chi seems like, oh, that's great. That's not that they're doing that, and it won't be like, oh, you know, we have to put the Infinity Stone in there. Everyone's like wondering about how is this going to connect, and it's like, well, you know, it got to a point where it's like everything doesn't have to connect. Like, let's just appreciate them as movies. So. And I, I really want them to see, to do something really different. Like, in, if Spider-Man's like a menace, if they explore that, or if they explore, 
maybe like some paranoia over the X-Men because I mean, universally just kind of all the heroes were accepted at this point just to try new different things where it's not some of the same public, you know, some of the same reception on uh, takes on superheroes. And yeah, I think I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also, I think the Rousseau's are okay, but I wouldn't want them to do more Marvel movies. Is it just the, you know, they had their time, their, their uh, time in the sun and like other people should take over and yeah. be the main voice. So, you know, and like, I'm getting a little tired of some of their choices because I don't know how Feige like approved like, like uh, Fat Thor for like a whole movie where was, I don't know, like, did they just tell him like, oh, it'll be okay. It'll work. Cause I held uh dad body. Yeah. Dad. But Fat Thor is just, you know, back what Diego said, just all fat jokes, like one note fat jokes in the government. So yeah, um, let's not have another Rousseau movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'll definitely see more MCU movies. And I think Far From Home has me really interested in just how like crazy it's gonna be with Mysterio and all the, uh, like the really wacky elements of Spider-Man. Mm, well, on, on that note, we got to wrap the podcast. Um, I, I think this was a good discussion. I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion. I, I think I like the stuff I liked yeah. even more. Um, I definitely wasn't swayed by any opinions, but I, I, I do I do wish I was again. Neither was so, I, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do wish that uh, I, I could have liked this movie more. I I'm, I'm keep bringing up Age of Ultron. Because that's my favorite of the Avengers movies, but like, I, I think that also has the best line in the series where Vision tells Ultron like a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. You know, like uh, the imperfections, all their, all all the problems. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, like you can find beauty in anything. And I think that still holds true for the MCU because I'm always going to love the ones I really love, and I'm probably always going to dislike the ones I dislike, and that's okay. You know, that's that's what that's what works about these movies. Like, they're they're mostly different enough to to latch on to in in our own ways or or may, maybe they don't for people and i think that should be okay too you know just basically don't be an asshole to someone who likes these don't be an asshole to someone who doesn't like these True. brandon can people still find you online or are you they, on they still find me online um since uh diego never will invite me back on the show you can find <laughs> me online <laughs> you can find me on instagram at bswaps i'm drawing a lot um doing um animal alphabet combining two animals um i might make a book of that soon uh and you can still find me on youtube at be my rules you can watch my old trailer mashups I will be making new videos soon. I don't know if I want to announce what those will be or if I even know what those will be, but uh, I'm excited to, uh, you can still find me online and you should be, li- you should listen to more of this podcast because it is fascinating the things of listening to a soulless man of Diego. <laughs> and uh, so uh, thank you on your left. And um, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Brandon, it's great to have you back. Uh, you know, you always have, have a place here, even even if we, we disagree on my soullessness and the soullessness <laughs> of this corporate product. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, where can the people find you? When the time comes, and it's okay to talk about spoilers freely on the on the timelines, 
if you want Chad Hulk content, uh, Dad Body Thor content, or if you're willing to explore Endgame cinematic parallels to Shrek, um, <laughs> I will be diving deeply. Uh, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like I'm, I sound like a clown, but I I honestly thought about Shrek during Endgame, and I was like, this is this is what cinema is. And uh, you, can, oh you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew J six two six. I'm gonna be diving into these parallels really uh, when the time comes. And honestly, people are talking about spoilers pretty openly right now. So as long as I can get some good picks, I'm gonna go right into it. If that's your type of content, then uh, I'm gonna follow me on Twitter. We're gonna and talk to me about it because I'm always down for more uh, deep discussions about Shrek. <laughs> thank, thank you, Andrew. Gene, uh, Gene, plugs. Yeah, yeah there are. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Um, is that your plug? <laughs> no, no, God no. Um, <laughs> That's a good plug. <laughs> yeah, I'll just link the video but, down below. Um, you could find me on Twitter, Instagram, G nine eight nine two. Hopefully, have more stuff about the short film. You could post it on there. But yeah, follow me on uh, those socials. Hashtag VROS. And of course, you can follow me at the Diego Crespo on Twitter. Check out the rest of the Waffle Press, the Batman retrospectives, uh, our own trailer mashups in honor of Brandon, of course, and uh, many other things we got going on here. Patreon down below. Help us out. Let us help you listen to us by giving us money, if that makes sense. If it doesn't, give us money anyways. That's okay. Um, like and subscribe if you like this. If you didn't like this, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. And also, anything else down below like everything else we talked about so thank you guys for joining me thanks for listening thanks for watching we have been professionally unprofessional <laughs> <laughs>